Welcome to Falun Gong News, direct from China and around the world, from the Minghui website. Topics include news about the persecution of Falun Gong in China, local events, and special items of interest. Now for this week's stories. Netherlands. Dutch practitioners of Falun Dafa, also known as Falun Gong, held an information event commemorating World Human Rights Day in Amsterdam on December 10th. Practitioners set up a booth and provided information about the practice and the 24-year-long persecution in China by the Chinese Communist Party, the CCP. Residents were provided an opportunity to sign a petition urging their government to condemn the CCP's crimes. When passerby Baffrin heard about the CCP's lucrative organ trade based on the forced extraction of organs from living practitioners, she said that the perpetrators must be held accountable for their actions and added that the CCP was committing a crime against humanity. UK pharmacist Ashley Sutherland observed, The meditation is on a different level. There is a power to it, a power that brings a person inner peace. It gives you peace and calm by just watching, without even being involved. I would like to try this myself. Taiwan. The Kaohsiung City Council passed a resolution on December 14th expressing their support for legislation to combat the crime of forced organ harvesting by the CCP. The Kaohsiung City Council was the fifth council in Taiwan to pass the resolution after Taoyuan, Taipei, New Taipei, and Tainan. Sponsor of the resolution, Kaohsiung City Councilor Chen Lina explained its objectives to each and every councilor and gained support from all political parties. Councillor Zhang Boyang pointed out that legislation opposing organ harvesting is a global movement. He also said that people should be made aware of the risks of going to China for organ transplants. Some patients ignore the source of organs in order to quickly get an organ, thereby becoming accomplices to murder. Councillor Tang Yongyu encouraged residents to view the informative organ harvesting poster exhibition underway at the Kaohsiung Girls Senior High School in order to gain a better understanding of the issue. New Zealand. Seven holiday parades were hosted in the communities of Papatoa Atoa, Manjir, Rotorua, Waiuku, Papamoa, Hawick, in Auckland from December 6th to December 12th. Falun Dafa practitioners brought the talents of their Chinese waist drum, dragon dance team, and the Tian Guo marching band to the festivities. Their offerings received the Best Participant Award at the Waiuku Santa Parade. Many people praised the practitioners at the events. Auckland Councillor Lo Tufulu expressed ongoing admiration for the waste drum performances and praised the impact the principles of truthfulness, compassion, forbearance can have on society. She noted, 
practitioners' performances are always amazing and full of vitality. I also see many elderly practitioners who look very healthy and energetic. This is great. Indonesia, the Bantam Youth and Sports Office, invited Falandafa practitioners to participate in a parade and cultural festival celebrating the city's 194th anniversary on December 16th. Thousands of people participated in the parade and tens of thousands of residents lined the parade route. Local dignitaries, government agencies, organizations, and youth groups dressed in various ethnic costumes took part in the event. The Falandafa contingent, consisting of practitioners from Singapore, Malaysia, and Vietnam, was led by the waste drum team. Many people along the parade route applauded their performance and photographed it. Director of the Bantam Youth and Sports Office, Zolkarnan, HN, presented four awards to practitioners from Bantam, Singapore, Malaysia, and Vietnam the next day at an event attended by hundreds of gymnastic members and students. He stated that the practitioner's performance was outstanding. The event host then suggested that attendees call out, Falandafa is good, and the words echoed loudly as an impressive cheer. Mexico The 2023 Mexico Falandafa Cultivation Experience Sharing Conference was held in the city of Puebla on December 2nd. 23 practitioners revealed challenges that they faced in cultivation and how they looked inward to eliminate attachments, rectify themselves, improve cooperation, and cultivate with greater diligence. Practitioner Linda wrote that her son once asked her, Are you a genuine practitioner? This made her contemplate the meaning of truthfulness and the gap between what she said and what she did. Through this, she discovered that in order to return to her true nature, she needed to confront her false self, formed by her notions, attachments, and accumulated karma. 51-year-old practitioner Ronaldo reported that in the past, he sought to change his life for the better, and this pursuit overwhelmed him. After he began practicing Falandafa, he understood that change comes from the inside out. He said that the most important thing is to assimilate to truthfulness, compassion, forbearance. Romania, Falandafa informational event was held in the city of Brasov on December 9th to commemorate International Human Rights Day. Practitioners displayed banners and provided materials to share Falandafa with the public. They also conducted a signature drive in support of ending its persecution in China. 29-year-old Lorena shared that she was impressed by Falandafa while living in Germany. She said, I think this practice is important in the sense that it is very well documented. People who have practiced it in China have been free from diseases and have achieved much better health. Given that it was revived in 1992 and so quickly became a global phenomena, I think it definitely has an impact. She conveyed her best wishes and encouragement to Falandafa practitioners in China. Taiwan Practitioners from the Asia-Pacific Tianguo Marching Band 
performed in the finale of the 31st Chiai City International Band Festival in Taiwan on December 16th. The band wore Tang and Song Dynasty traditional costumes, and their instruments included percussion, woodwind, and brass. 230 practitioners played a mix of Chinese and Western tunes, giving spectators a unique audio-visual feast. Hundreds of thousands of spectators from all parts of Taiwan witnessed the band's performance, with many cheering and clapping along with the music. More than 50 wind instrument bands from all parts of the world participated in the event. Many people said the music of the Tianguo Marching Band has positive energy. Mr. Chen, an engineer who attends the festival every year, commented that with so much chaos in the world today, the Tianguo Marching Band gives people food for their souls. The following are selected cases of persecution of Falun Gong practitioners in China. Miss Liu Yongfen, a retired kindergarten teacher, was detained over ten times, given three labor camp terms, and sentenced to four years in prison. Facing another prison sentence in early 2023, Miss Liu was forced to live away from home to hide from the police despite her poor health. Because the police monitored her family's phone calls, she couldn't contact her family. Struggling with ever-declining health, she couldn't eat or relieve herself. She passed away in misery on December 1, 2023. She was 72. In addition, Miss Liu's two daughters, who also practice Falun Gong, were arrested, detained, and sentenced as well. Even now, her older daughter is still serving time in the prison. Miss Liu's husband, whose late-stage prostate cancer disappeared after he took up Falun Gong in 1999, was traumatized by the persecution and stopped practicing. His health declined again, and he passed away in 2004. Ms. Wang Junying from Henan Province died in early August barely a year after she finished serving eight months for her faith in Falun Gong. Prior to her latest sentencing, she served two forced labor terms, totaling two and a half years, and two prison terms over ten years. She endured horrific torture during her incarceration. Her husband divorced her under pressure. Ms. Wong moved in with a relative after she was released from prison. Years of incarceration and torture had taken a toll on her health. She was diagnosed with breast cancer and was in critical condition several times. She passed away in early August. She was only 56 years old. At least 18 Falun Gong practitioners in Dongying City, Shandong Province, were arrested on November 29th. Prior to the arrests, the police spent a month monitoring practitioners' daily lives including installing tracking devices on their cars and arranging agents to follow them and photograph them. Among the 18 arrested, 
Mr. Du Jianxing and his wife, Miss Wang Fan, were arrested at home and had their place ransacked. They are currently held in the Binghai Detention Center. The couple used to work at the Longko Offshore Oil Shipping Company. Since the onset of the persecution of Falun Gong in 1999, they have been repeatedly arrested. Miss Wong was sentenced to three and a half years in prison in 2002 and given a three-year labor camp term in 2008. The authorities extended her labor camp term by another three years because she refused to renounce Falun Gong. Mr. Du was held in brainwashing centers multiple times and was sentenced to 10 years following his arrest in January 2011. Mr. Zhu Mochang from Hubei Province was detained incommunicado after his arrest in October 2022. His family didn't find out until 10 months later that he had been secretly sentenced to four years with a 15,000 yuan fine. When they finally were able to visit him in prison, Mr. Zhu told them that his appeal was rejected and the course also collected the fine from his bank account. Mr. Zhu was arrested at a farmer's market after being reported for distributing informational materials about Falun Gong. The police raided Mr. Zhu's home and confiscated his Falun Gong books, music player, ID, bank debit card, cell phone, and motorcycle. The authorities never notified his family about his situation after that. Mr. Zhu's father worried about and missed his son terribly. The elderly man's health quickly deteriorated. He passed away shortly after without seeing his son for one last time. Indian Parliamentarian Raises Awareness of Falun Gong Persecution Legislator Anil Prasad Hegd, a member of the Indian Parliament's Upper House, raised the subject of the CCP's human rights atrocities during the December 5th winter session of the Parliament in New Delhi. He urged the government to start a campaign to help stop the ongoing brutality and referred to the communist regime's human rights situation as very grave. Mr. Hegd noted during a brief discussion of the economic situation of India that millions of people, including Falun Dafa practitioners and Uyghur Muslims in Xinjiang, are subjected to forced labor in Chinese prisons. He said, because of the violations of human rights, labor laws, and environmental laws, our neighbor is able to manufacture cheap goods, which makes us less competitive. He added that illegal organ trade of innocent Falun Gong and Uyghur Muslim prisoners is a, quote, flourishing business there. The legislator later talked to a Minghui correspondent and shared his views on the human rights crisis in China. He reported that he has been advocating for human rights throughout his career. Most importantly, he brought the CCP's abuses to the attention of his fellow lawmakers. Mr. Hegd said, As a person concerned about human rights violations, 
I would have failed in my duty if I had not talked about organ harvesting from Falun Gong practitioners and Uyghur Muslims, which is a flourishing trade in China. An overwhelming majority of our lawmakers and members of the parliament themselves did not know the points I put across. Ever since I spoke, a lot of people have asked me about Falun Dafa and the Uyghurs. He said that Falun Gong practitioners and Uyghur Muslims imprisoned in Chinese jails are forced to do intensive labor work that has enabled China to produce cheap goods. And because of this, India's manufacturing sector is suffering. Recently, Indian Falun Gong practitioners have been trying to raise the issue of the ongoing persecution in China with the nation's lawmakers, and they have met with Mr. Hegd repeatedly. Affirming the support of the conscientious people across the globe, Mr. Hegd said that the lawmakers and people from throughout the world must come together to put a stop to these injustices and crimes perpetrated in China for more than two decades. Mr. Hegd said, I'm optimistic that a day will soon come when these human rights violations will stop and such a society will soon be established where all people can live happily. Shenyan New York Company arrives in Japan, launching 2024 World Tour. Shenyan Performing Arts unveiled its brand new 2024 program in Nagoya, Japan on December 22nd. The Shenyan New York Company dance troupe arrived in Nagoya on December 19th and was warmly welcomed by local fans at the airport. Admirers with flowers and balloons held signs that read, Welcome Shenyun to Japan and Shenyun is the best. Principal dancer Nara Us was born in Japan. She said that she has a special feeling each time she returns to Japan to perform and understands how much the people in Japan are anticipating Shen Yun. Regarding the brand new Shen Yun production, she said, There were some breakthroughs in some areas. I believe the audience will like these effects presented on stage and be moved by them. Program MC Jared Madsen spoke about the Shen Yun dancers' renown for synchronization and difficult techniques. He said the whole stage is one movement. This is something very difficult to achieve. Dancers usually only think about themselves, but we have to think about the whole group and the performers must not think only of themselves. Only when you think about the whole group can you create this kind of artistic performance that exceeds individualism? Shen Yun will be presenting a total of 42 performances in Japan this year while traveling to 11 cities from December 22nd to February 16th. Kentaro Inagaki, who works with Shen Yun's local presenter, said, because Shen Yun's programs come out of traditional culture, they can awaken people's innate kindness. Watching Shen Yun during the new year can energize a person, enabling them to welcome the upcoming year with a renewed, positive mindset. 
Some performers at a well-known Japanese theater company in Japan reported that current and retired performers go to see the performance every year. Japanese fans expressed their anticipation of the show in comments left on Shenyun's Facebook page. One admirer, who had seen the performance four times in the past, wrote that they planned to invite family and friends to see Shenyun with them this year to spend a wonderful time that nourishes the soul. Shenyun Performing Arts other touring companies will also launch their tours at the end of December, including in the city of Houston, Texas, Fort Lauderdale, Florida, Florence, Italy, Boston, Massachusetts, San Jose, California, Dallas, Texas, and in Birmingham, the United Kingdom. Shenyun's eight touring companies will be presenting nearly 800 performances in over 20 countries across five continents this season. This is expected to be Shenyun Performing Arts' largest tour. The dance company will be performing in over 50 cities located in at least 12 European countries, 17 cities in Japan and Taiwan, and six cities in Australia. In the Americas, the dance troops will perform in four Canadian provinces, 43 states and the District of Columbia in the U.S., as well as in the Latin American nations of Brazil and Mexico this season. Xianyun will also be performing for the first time in Puerto Rico. Thank you for listening to the Minghui Radio Podcast. For more information, including news about the persecution of Falun Gong practitioners in China and experience sharing stories by practitioners around the world, please visit our website at en.minghui.org.